Good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and no Big J today. He continues to be on vacation, which is why it is awesome to have a guest host celebrity style in the studio with you for this particular Monday morning. Today, we welcome into the studio with open arms, Jen Adams. Good morning, Jen. Good morning. Yeah, actually, I was calling it a Nick and Alt J. I like that. I like that because, yeah, the Jen thing fits very much. And uh, certainly nice to have you in here. Of course, stand-up comedian, been that for several years. We're get into that side of the business. 21 years. Pretty amazing. Congratulations (laughs) to you. And of course, also the owner-operator of Lounge at the End of the Universe, a fantastic club here in the city of Boise that does some amazing events and of course that does wrap itself around the world of stand-up comedy, but so much more goes on at the Lounge at the End of the Universe, which is why I'm happy that you came in so we could talk about all the cool events that you guys do over there at the Lounge and some upcoming events that's going to uh, play a big part in what we do here as well as one of our favorites returns to town here very very soon but thank you for getting up early and coming in and talking to us we appreciate it yeah no uh, it's a, I'm still in that uneasy phase like my body's just like uh <laughs> is everything okay um, and, and I was so surprised because I, I live in Nampa yeah. so I got on the freeway and it was like not empty yeah it was, I mean it wasn't you know bumper to bumper traffic but there was a lot of people and I was like what is wrong with you people I don't know where are you going I don't know uh, that's why you know every once in a while I'll get like I'll, I'll, I'll think like maybe I could talk about starting the show later and then I see all these people on the road and I'm like this is why we had to start at 6 o'clock in the morning yeah people get to work early for crying out loud yeah but uh, you are no stranger to the world of morning radio thank you very much for uh, deciding to unretire the cans and come back on and, and talk a little bit about that stuff uh, and so uh, for those that don't know, you did morning radio here in this town for three and a half years right now. I there? did. Yeah, yeah. And was, uh... you uh, you came back out of retirement for this particular show. So thank you very much for well, that. Well, I, I like you. <laughs> thank you. I like you too. And I am glad that you have decided to come in. So there's a lot that we're going to talk about over the course of the show today. We're going to get to know Jen a little bit better. If you're not familiar with how hard she works, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the lounge. We have to do a concert announcement this morning. And as I told you on Friday... It's a pretty big one, you guys, so you're going to want to tune in around 7.50 to figure out who is coming to town. Maybe we'll get you excited and hyped up for that. We also have a chance for you to win tickets to Dropkick Murphys and Rancid coming up on the 4th of October. We have a chance for you to get qualified for that ATV that we're giving away, so we have some things to do today. Uh, And we're going to get Jen involved in Pop Culture Smackdown. Uh, She's very nervous about that. (laughs) I am. Don't worry about it. Uh. I, I try to ease everybody's mind by saying the whole point is eventually you lose, unfortunately. That is part of it, uh, because the winner has, somebody on the phone has to win the prize, but uh, we're going to make it as fun as we possibly can. I, I'm not that competitive, though. <laughs> I'm one of those people that, that will try my best, but, I, but I'm but i also happy for the other uh, person listen, when they win. You're going to fit in just fine around here. <laughs> uh, plus, we also play music on this show. Let's get started this morning with some Red Hot Chili Peppers that's Can't Stop on the X-Rocks. <laughs> The important stuff is brought to you by the advocates, injury attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Nick, alongside Jed Adams here from Lounge Against the from Lounge at the End of the Universe, we're going to talk about all sorts of cool stuff on the show today. But unfortunately, we start with actual news, Jen, and I'm sorry about oh, that. Oh no! I know. Uh, the West Ada School District announced on Friday that they are going to extend the mask requirement through October 8th. This was something that they were going to take up until September 10th. Obviously, we are long past that particular date, and so they finally got together and said, "All right, let's look over some district data, hospital data, impact of COVID-19 on the healthcare system, and." 
probably a good idea to at least extend this through October 8th. Uh, it will be reviewed again before that to determine whether or not it needs to be lifted or restored or if any other kind of extension is needed, but they're going to make sure that the masks for the students and the staff all stay in place at least until that much, and considering the ICU rate and the positive rate that we have in the state, probably the best move, but obviously there are still people that are upset about that because uh, America. So, we'll see what ends up happening uh, come October 8th, but uh, as of right now, masks are still required for students. It probably shouldn't surprise you, considering this thing technically expired a couple of weeks ago, but it was still going on. So that's going to continue. Uh, nice game for the Broncos on Saturday. They were 1-2 and two heading into the game. It was a really good uh, Utah State team, it looked like anyway on paper, coming into the game, but the Broncos just straight up dominated. 23-27-3, to the final score there. Strong showing by the Boise State defense, so it was a very good game. Uh, Khalil Shakir had another fantastic game for the Broncos, proving himself to be, I think, at least the best wide receiver in college football. 69-yard touchdown reception, 113 yards. Uh, really good game for him, and of course next for Boise State back on the blue they've got a big game against a also very good Nevada Wolfpack team coming up on Saturday the game will kick off at 1.30pm we will be out there for Chili's pregame game day so if you want to get your game day on before you head into the stadium on Saturday make sure you stop by Chili's across the street the X will be out there broadcasting live doing what we do and you guys can go across the street and enjoy the game then Uh, there were some really good NFL games yesterday as well some not so good like the Browns Bears game but man uh, the Ravens Lions game ended with a 66-yard field goal from Justin Tucker, which is an insane. NFL record. I mean, it hit the crossbar and everything and went through, so that was impressive. Uh, somehow, someway, the Chargers knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs fall to 1-2. and two. Uh, Big J was actually at one of the worst games of the day yesterday. <laughs> the Saints and Patriots game, his first <laughs> NFL game. He was cheered on the Patriots, and they couldn't do anything on offense, but then you had a really good game uh, on Sunday Night Football last night as well as the Packers beat the 49ers with a 51-yard field goal as time expired to give the Packers the win tonight. Uh, Monday Night Football, Eagles and Dallas Cowboys. That's going to kick off around 6.15, and you can watch that on ESPN if you're so inclined. And looking at the box office for the weekend, not a huge number, but uh, Shang-Chi became the number one movie at the box office for the last month, and it became the biggest box office receipt taker during the entire pandemic with a record uh, of $196 million here domestically which is pretty impressive. Uh, I feel like a bad Marvel fan. I am a Marvel movies fan, and I haven't gone to see Shang-Chi yet. Yeah, I, I haven't been to the movies since uh, the pandemic. I was going to uh, uh, I mean, of course that movie is number one. It has dragons. That's right. Dragons, ninjas, and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, congratulations to them. They continue to rake it in. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, number two. Free Guy, three. Candyman, four. Cry Macho, the uh, Clint Eastwood movie coming in at number five. So there is the first round of important stuff for you. <laughs> That's your Send Dude Song of the Day. That is Jekyll and Hyde, Five Finger Death Punch here on the morning after on 100.3 The X Rocks. It is Nick Jen Adams here joining us, stand-up comedian, owner-operator of Lounge at the End of the Universe. Jen, thank you for getting up ridiculously early. Uh, let's learn a little bit more about you because you've been on the show a couple times before. I know you've got this morning show thing down, but uh, I want to know uh, about the stand-up comedian career of things. You've been doing this for, you said, 21 years this morning, which is pretty impressive, and congratulations to you. Uh, I imagine it's not something you just roll out of bed and say, this is what I want to do. How did that kind of get into your head Is this is something that I wanted to do? Well, uh, I was in Vegas performing as a professional magician. Okay. I actually worked at Caesars Palace. I, I did professional magic for 11 years. Uh, and I just was really 
kind of over it. And I went through this whole thing where I was like, what, what am I going to do? This, I've been doing this for so long, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, I just had one of those epiphanies, just mm-hmm. a realization that everything that I was doing was really comedy oriented. And I started thinking about when I was a kid, I watched comedy specials all the time. I mean, George Carlin was my favorite, uh, but I mean, I, I watched everything I could and I went, oh man, I'm a, I'm a frustrated comedian. That's why I don't like this. <laughs> and, and I mean, four days later, like I wrote a half an hour of material and four days later, wow. I just went out to an open mic uh, and, uh, and, my, and my first open mic, because Vegas is not a great place to start comedy. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's no actual theaters or rooms that, that the comedy clubs don't have an open mic. It's, you know, it's a tourist place. Yeah, every so, so there's just these sort of random bars, okay. and and at the time, I mean, Vegas is kind of seedy when you get off the strip. <laughs> so, so my first open mic was in this bar that was underneath an escort service. Okay. So, so it was for you know there was Johns and prostitutes. So that was like, and I and I killed. I did. I was like, I love this. <laughs> I love everything about this. So, um, so and that and that was the end of that. And uh, six months later, I moved to Austin, Texas, because a lot of the comics that I liked were coming out of there. And I said, well, there's got to be something in the water there for comedy so I spent a few years there and then I moved to San Diego and got in with the comedy store so uh, that was really exciting and uh, and then it just kind of took off from there that's incredible so when you did magic was it did you work comedy into that just naturally or I, was I it? think yeah I, okay. I, every like a lot of my magic was actually making fun of magic okay and I think that's because it was I was treated as like like a like a like a dog show act because I was female okay and there were there's still isn't very many female magicians so uh so i just would parody a lot of magicians or just magic in general because a lot of it just is was behind the times and real hokey uh-huh. um and uh and i used a lot of like hip-hop music and just did kind of wacky stuff so uh um yeah i, I just yeah a, a lot of comedy in it That's a lot good. of comedy That's in good. it yeah do you do you still mess around in that world a little bit so i always carry magic tricks on me okay no matter what, because you just never know when you're going to need it. So, which is weird because uh, when people have to check your bag, like when you're going into a concert and stuff, and they're pulling out like, why? Like, why do you have rope in here? You know. So, so then you wind up going, well, let me show you, and then you just start doing magic for people. So, uh, yeah, I, I carry two things in my bag all the time: I, uh, magic tricks and a kazoo. Okay. I right. always have a kazoo on me as well. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's very. I, I suggest uh, to everybody that you get one as well because. Uh, uh, if you get in a situation where somebody is not happy with you or they're just feeling themselves and, you know, like you're in a line and somebody just becomes that person, uh, if you just kazoo at them, it is they it, it throws them completely. They don't even know what to be. <laughs> like, I don't know if I should be angry or uh, anymore or anything. I could see yep. that. That's wonderful. That is wonderful advice. Yes. And, of course, you, you've done stand-up uh, across the country uh, for years. Uh, what brought you to Idaho? What brought you here? Um, I, well, I, I came here for a two-month vacation. Uh, at the time, I was uh, just exclusively in New York City and uh, working the club scene there, which is a grind um, sure. because I, you know, I hadn't really had any TV spots. Uh, so when you're in the middle level, um, you have to work about seven or eight clubs a night wow. because the spots are only 10 or 15 minutes long so you start at the beginning of the night you know seven o'clock you got that show and do that one and then you got to go across town to the other club so it's a lot of jumping around and i, I was just exhausted uh and uh, the guy i was dating at the time was from here and um i mean i'd never even thought about idaho right. you know uh and uh and so i came out here and i just like felt better 
than I've ever felt. So I, I thought, you know what, I'll stay for six months. So I just paid for like a six month lease on an apartment in the North End, which was great because as a New Yorker, I was like, oh, I could just walk everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even have a car. I just had a bicycle. And uh, and so I, I just stayed. Wow, it's incredible. And now here you are and, and, and you're doing stuff like the Lounge at the End of the Universe, which is a passion project for you that has turned into a very successful business. So congratulations on that front. How how did that get started? When did you decide, okay, I, I need my own place. I want to put together something for, for people here in the Treasure Valley to enjoy. Okay, so I, did, I didn't decide that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it happened completely by accident. So I had been working morning radio uh-huh. for about three and a half years, uh, and then I got surprise fired, because that's how they fire you on the radio. radio like it, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. Um, and it's funny, because I kind of, I guess, intuitively knew it was coming, because uh, every once in a while, I'd just go up to the GM, and I'd be like, hey, am I getting surprise fired today? Because I just thought it was funny. Uh, he was not amused by me anyway. Um, and, uh, and then one morning it happened. Um, and you know, I, I spent a little time just kind of going like, well, do I do I want to start doing stand up again? Because I'd been off the road for a long time at mm-hmm. that point. Plus, I have a kid, and you know, uh, going away was uh, I don't know. It just was a weird option at that point. So, so I just uh, decided, you know what? Maybe I can figure out a way to like finagle a building in Nampa or something, and just kind of open like a place where we can do some performances. So there was a woman I'd heard about through a mutual friend who had bought a building on the bench right off Vista in Overland. And I said, well, can I you know, get her number? I want to meet her because I want to talk about how she did that. So I got together with her and she convinced me to get involved in a project that she was doing over there, which had nothing to do with the venue. And it was a, an immersive art experience. And I was like, hey, so if we can only let people through this 15 at a time, 15 minutes apart, where's everyone going to wait? She was like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, we just have a gallery. Like, you should open, like, a beer and wine lounge or something. Make money while you're waiting to make money. Uh, and uh, and she's like, well, I don't know anything about that. And I was like, well, I've worked in and out of bars since I was 13, and I will help you. Okay. So, originally, I was trying to do this for her and for the building. I didn't okay. even think about it for me. Two weeks, and she goes, okay, that's your project. That's your side project. Aside from, you know, putting escape room puzzles into this thing, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, I started working on it, and two weeks later, she was like, I... I think this needs to be your business. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, I'm going to give you five grand. And I'm willing to lose it, but but you build this in. Here's my Lowe's card. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and then you build it, and then it should be yours. And like she just took this crazy chance on wow. me. And when that happened, you know, I went home and I talked to my husband, and I was like, you know, uh, I, I had no money. Like I, everything I did, like I just decided to just plunge forty grand into debt and just yeah. go for it. Uh, but I, I said this utilizes every skill set that I've built since I was a teenager. Uh, I know I can do this. And uh, and it was the first time in my life where I was like, I have a chance to bet on me because I've made a lot of other people money. Sure. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is my chance to do it. And as a comic. Because uh, I knew I'd have stand-up there, and I knew I'd have uh, other kind of performers. Uh, having a venue and being an artist, I knew I would be able to really make it a special club because of the way I would treat other artists, knowing 
what I went through. So uh, those were a lot of my goals, and I got extremely excited and very passionate about it. As well you should, because it's an incredible space, and, and it, the adjective that you used to describe it is, is perfect. It's special, because yes, it is a place for stand-up comedians to go, and there's a lot of great stand-up comedy there, but it's also a music venue. It's also an artistic space. It's also whatever you really want it to be, it can be. So it's this like transformer of, of awesome venues that can turn into whatever you want to turn it into, and I imagine that probably, or did it just organically turn into that or is that really what you wanted it to be well i mean i guess because of my variety show uh upbringing with magic i mean when you're a magician you wind up being on shows with a lot of other kind of novelty acts like you know tightrope walkers and jugglers <laughs> okay. and uh ventriloquists and stuff like that and and i love all of that stuff so i, I knew i wanted to, to to have that and also i'm weird i'm just a weird person <laughs> um and so i i just collect people that I think are really special and, and try to work with them. Uh, and when we gel together, uh, collaboration for me is is like the best thing ever. Like that creativity that, that you just toss around with other people, that is like the best drug for me ever. Uh, and so I love to create with other people. So I, I, I've collected people and the, my other uh, friends and artists that work there and my employees refer to the lounge as the island of misfit toys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, and artists are all a little bit kind of messed up. And, sure. You know, a little broken or whatever. So, so, so I've just come up with a motto for the lounge, which is, I don't care if you're broken as long as you still work. There you go. Right? I like so, it. So, so we just keep everybody working. And we recently uh, started working with a guy who actually is a, a master puppeteer. He uh, made uh, puppets and worked on the Muppet Show. Oh wow! When it was like first coming out, and uh, and and Sesame Street. Okay. So, so we all took a puppet workshop. I made my own Muppet. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and I put together. Uh, I used to have a variety show I did at the Space Bar downtown, and so we're reviving that, actually, October 15th, if anybody wants to come out. So it, it's, it, it is an adult show, even though there's puppets in it. Okay. So if you love the Muppets, but you also have an adult-oriented sense of humor, <laughs> you can see them doing things and saying things that are I, I think are hilarious, because right. they're not supposed to. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just, uh, I like so many different things. I didn't want it to just be one thing. That's awesome. And, and you know, we're going to get into more uh, as to what's coming up at the Lounge at the End of the Universe and all sorts of cool things that are happening and more about Jen as the show goes on this morning. But uh, again, thank you for being the co-host this morning. It's great to know a little bit more about you and thank you for getting up early and being a part of this show. We certainly appreciate that too. Uh, morning After with Nick, Jen Adams is in here. We're going to do some important stuff here in a few minutes. Hold tight for that. <laughs> Important stuff always brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. It is the morning after. Nick and Jen Adams here. We're going to talk more about the Lounge at the End of the Universe coming up here in a few. We have a concert announcement this hour as well. But first, important stuff. And if you're hoping to take a trip for the holidays, you're probably going to want to book that trip pretty soon. Uh, Hopper is a flight tracking website, and they say that the lowest prices are very likely available right now, especially if you're looking to get away for Christmas. But when it comes to fare prices, Hopper says that for Thanksgiving, uh, listen, you're looking at about at least $300 per round trip, depending on where you're going, which is about 23% higher than what you would spend this time last year because, you know, pandemic you know, and people weren't flying, I think, is the big reason for that. But it is down 11% still from the year before that. Uh, they do predict the Thanksgiving fairs will spike after Halloween and cost about $400 if you're heading someplace uh. else. 
International travelers can expect to play about 620 round trip. And, of course, uh, waiting to the last minute will drive up that price about $200 per ticket. But prices are higher for Christmas travel because domestic travelers, you're looking about $430 per round trip around that particular time. So if you want to travel from Christmas don't or no later than Thanksgiving over the course of the December prices, they're expected to rise as much as $230 over the course of the next couple of weeks. If you don't like your family... It feels a little insulting to pay $400 to go spend time with them. You're right. It does. Uh, I don't know why people do it, but yet they do. Have you done any traveling during this whole thing? Are you planning any for like family vacations or anything like that? No. Yeah. No. Uh, the, the lounge keeps me pretty busy, um, and uh, and my strategy is just to bring people in I like to visit me. But uh, my, my mom, I think, is coming to visit. All right. Um, but she's driving across country oh, from wow. New York. She's still okay. Lives in the same apartment. I grew up in Manhattan, and and she's going to drive across country, um, mostly because she has separation anxiety from her dog. Okay, uh, she's a little nuts, but <laughs> aren't we all? Um, yeah, but uh, no, I, I I don't have any desire to get on a, a plane right now and go anywhere. That's smart. See, you've done the right thing, which is have people that you want to see come to you. That's yeah. brilliant. That is a brilliant strategy. Uh, you'll have to teach me your ways. But um, <laughs> uh, open a club that <laughs> it barely makes rent, and then they just, have no choice but to yeah, get. Right, please. I love it. Uh, the Broncos improved to two and two thanks to a twenty-seven to three win Saturday against Utah State on the road. Uh, they will next play Nevada coming up this Saturday on the Blue. Kickoff is going to happen at one thirty. If you want to check that out. Looking at the NFL games over the weekend, the Buffalo Bills won pretty handily. The Browns did as well. Ravens kicked a sixty-six yard field goal as time expired to defeat the Lions. Titans, Chargers, Saints, Falcons, Bengals, Cardinals, Broncos, Raiders, Rams, Vikings, Packers, all winners as well and you've got a Monday night football game tonight that you can watch if you want Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys and we talked about this story when it first kind of uh, I guess surfaced but now we have a conclusion for it we made fun of the fact that Michael Jordan's worn underwear were up for sale and somebody wanted a ridiculous amount of money for him well uh, they got him Uh, somebody bought Michael Jordan's used underwear for $2,700 basically I I know that makes me angry I mean, first of all, why are you buying anybody's dirty drawers? But but for what reason? I mean, like, are they going to put them on and think, like, there's some elixir, like, magic booty sweat that's going to make you have some greatness? I, I don't get it. I don't either. I don't know if you display them or if you just go, stay. Hey, do you want to see Michael Jordan's used underwear? I don't know. I don't know what you do with them, let alone why you would spend $2,700 on them. you bring them up to your face and... Oh, God. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, that is close to greatness, but not as close as I want to be, that's for sure. Uh, so it happens, I guess, if you can get your hands... I, and I, I still don't know how they were procured. That's my other big question about this. I don't know where they got them, but they, they, were, they were described as, quote, definite use, and I don't know what how, that means how either. How do they prove that I they were... My, like, this is a wonderful scam. I Actually, I suddenly have a lot of respect for this person because there's I mean like you'd have to get a picture of him in them and that's creepy right so uh, how is there any proof that they belong to him I don't know maybe he has his name sewed in them like we did when we were kids oh my God. I don't know I don't know how that happens so but. sharpie on the tag on yes, the inside it says MJ morning after with Nick Jen Adams here as well there's your important stuff <laughs> 
All right, Jen, this is not going to surprise you, but we are going to go to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell Street. Oh, I, you know what? Florida is a great resource for crazy stories. And we got one today. Uh, and I, I already want to stay. I feel like there's more here than meets the eye, but all I have is the story that we're given. So it's a story of uh, 45-year-old Kessel Anthony. And Kessel was in bed with her boyfriend at 2 o'clock on Wednesday of last week. And apparently uh, her boyfriend said, hey, listen, uh, why don't we cuddle? And apparently Kessel was like, no, I'm not interested. And the boyfriend's like, come on, we should cuddle. It'd be be nice. Next thing you know, he says uh, his girlfriend began yelling and screaming at him in their St. Petersburg home and then uh, grabbed a fan off the top of the dresser and hit him in the back and in the face, causing visible injury to the man. Now, she was arrested for domestic battery, and, you know, the story is uh, getting arrested for just wanting to ask to cuddle. But I feel like there's something more that's to this story that we don't know what the answer is. Uh, meth. Yeah, that could yeah, be. Pro- probably. That uh, could so, be it. So, uh, first of all, I, I was actually born in Florida. Oh. I have to tell you that. Uh, but but I left when I was two months old, so I feel like I didn't get too much crazy on me. <laughs> there, there is no way there's not more to this story. There is absolutely no way. Uh, uh, I think... That right before he said, but let's cuddle, he was like, hey, I slept with your best friend. But <laughs> that like, could like be. That, I'm going to smack you with a fan <laughs> if you tell me that and then try to cuddle me. Exactly. That's that's certainly a fan offense if somebody admits to something like that. But uh, I, I will say to your credit, uh, she does have a couple of other charges in her history, including uh, meth possession. So you could be Boom. right on the money. Nailed it. About the meth particular uh, excuse. But uh, that being said, she's in a lot of trouble, clearly because of this particular thing. Uh, he had to go to the hospital. He's going to be fine. He checked out okay. But, uh, you know, because you get, if you get a fan upside the head, it's probably not going to feel all that great. Uh, and so he is struggling, but he's going to be just fine. But a reminder that uh, also, you know, maybe it was just at 2 o'clock in the morning. Nobody wants to cuddle. I mean, that's like being woken up to cuddle is not very nice. You know what I mean? Right, especially if you have withdrawals happening. That's also true. So, also true. Yeah, so he's going to be all right. She is dealing with some charges uh, just just a reminder that maybe you should know a little bit about your surroundings before you ask your girlfriend to uh, cuddle. There is your We're Going to Hell story. It is the morning after Nick and Jen Adams here. Uh, coming up next, we have a very big, very cool concert announcement for you. Please hold on for that. It's next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> ACDC, that is Thunderstruck here on the morning after. Nick and Jen Adams here, comedian and owner of Lounge at the End of the Universe. We're going to talk more about that, but Jen, uh, good news. We have to do a fairly big concert announcement, part of the actual real radio business that we have to do this morning. I'm excited. Is that okay? Yo, I'm so Uh, excited. So let's talk to you about another show that The X is bringing to town. It's another 100.3 The X concert announcement. And guys, this is a big one. We told you last week about a fairly big show coming to the Idaho Center on the 28th. This one is coming to the Ford Idaho Center on January the 13th, uh, 2022. Tickets are going to go on sale this Friday, as they always do, 10 a.m. local time. And I'm going to guess you're probably going to have to get your tickets early because we are proud to say that this band is returning to the Treasure Valley. The X presents the return of Tool, ladies and gentlemen. Maynard James Keenan and the crew are coming back to town. They're kicking off another part of the tour, and it's happening on January 13th, 2022. Uh, Tool is a crazy live show. Jen, have you ever had the pleasure? Uh, so I've never seen Tool. Actually, um, I got to see Perfect Circle okay. when he broke away. Like, literally their first concert. And it, and that was amazing. Uh, but uh, them coming here, like, I, I was 
really wanting to squeal in delight, but, but I'm too old, so I, inner squeal of delight. But really, I'm I'm so excited. Yeah, it's always a great show visually and musically and sonically, and it's always fun unless uh, Maynard takes a shoe. So guys, reminder, no more throwing stuff on stage. Uh, Maynard does not like that. Uh, but let's play some Tool for you this morning in honor of the concert announcement. This is Fear Inoculum on the morning after on 100.3 The X Rocks. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates. Injury attorneys, you didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. It is Nick alongside Jen Adams this morning, our celebrity co-host from Lounge at the End of the Universe, also an amazing comedian. We're going to get to learn a little bit more about her if you missed that first part of things in a little bit. We also have some pop culture smackdown coming up, but we're going to talk about eating habits because it apparently drives people up the wall, uh, especially when it comes to dating. Now, Jen, I know you're happily married, uh, but uh, do you have an eating habit, something that somebody can do when they're eating that just drives you up a wall? Uh, no. Good. Um, I, you know, uh, I'm pretty easygoing. Um, my pet peeves, are, they, they're, you have to deep dive to, to get to one. Uh, I would say probably, like, if food's fallen out of your face... That, that's a little weird, but I I would probably still just ignore it. Uh, maybe that is also because even if I... I don't know why. I The inside of my mouth, I think, is fairly large. Um, and yes, okay. uh, the people listening that know me are like, you do have a big mouth. But, I, but differently, for whatever reason, when I, I'm a loud chewer, even with my mouth closed. Okay. It, I, it just makes noise. So are maybe you cognizant of it? Like, can you hear it as well? Yeah. In certain circumstances, yes. Uh, it's really hard for me to eat popcorn during a movie. Okay. Um, and I've just gotten used to when there's quiet scenes, uh, even if there's popcorn in my mouth, I stop chewing. You just reminded me of something, and that is uh, Big J, God bless him, is the loudest popcorn eater I have ever been around in my life. And you just saying that just made me think about it. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of myself, because like I don't mind if people talk with their mouths full. I don't know why that doesn't bother me, but it doesn't. And even loud chewing doesn't really bother me, but apparently it pisses off the rest of the American population because according to a new survey, at least 42% of women and 25% of men say that there is some sort of something that somebody can do on a, on a date that would be a deal breaker if they have bad eating habits, like chewing loudly, talking with your mouth full, uh, 66, 3% said chewing with your mouth open, and so there's all sorts, slurping food drives people crazy, dropping food on the floor, which seems like it was an accident, I don't know why you would hold that against somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and then 42% said basically there, there that there is something that somebody could do on a date that would make them actually walk out, which is pretty interesting. So uh, apparently, people, you have to be a little bit better with your table manners. Uh, and if you aren't, I guess it could be a deal breaker when it comes to dating. So who knew? Uh, and now we know. So keep I, that in mind. I, yeah, I get, I get over yourself. <laughs> I feel like that, try, stop trying to manage other people's behavior. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Happy. I always love that that saying, like when you point the finger at someone, there's three more pointing back at you. Like, oh, you have bad chewing habits. You're like, well, your feet stink. Right. So, like, let's just you know even it all out. Nobody's perfect. We have to figure it all out together. But uh, I guess just be careful or be on your best behavior. Uh, once again, though, I feel like no, you, be you, on your worst. Are you kidding? No, be yourself. Because you know what? You don't want to waste three months of your dating time uh, trying to not loud chew only to get dumped late like why invest that time you know what in fact 
on your first date, just go and just chew loud and let food fall out of your face. And then if the person wants to go on a second date, you're like, okay, this is somebody that it will, when I my real flaws come out, will probably be okay. I love this. See, uh, Jen Adams, how about this uh, relationship expert? What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm in. All right. Yep. This is where you can get the real advice because it's legitimate. Otherwise, you're just you're building your relationship on a foundation of lies, right? Yeah. And what good does that do you? Yeah. Uh, you can only be in interview mode for so long. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, congratulations to the Broncos who ended up beating Utah State 23-7 on Saturday morning. It was a big victory. The defense looked fantastic. Offense was firing on all cylinders as well. So it was a good win for the Broncos. Up next, Nevada on the blue this Saturday at 1.30. Uh, if you want to check it out at Albertson Stadium, there are still tickets available. Uh, we had some pretty big games in the NFL over the weekend. The Browns beat the Bears in Justin Fields' first start. We had NFL history as the Baltimore Ravens beat the Detroit Lions, a 66-yard field goal by Justin Tucker as time expired, bounces off the crossbar bar, and uh, beats the record by two yards for longest field goal ever in NFL history. Another game winner last night on Sunday Night Football, Mason Crosby hitting a 51-yarder to give the Packers a two-point win over the 49ers. Uh, Vikings handled the Seahawks pretty handily. The Raiders beat the Dolphins in overtime and the Broncos shut out the Jets in other highlights. We still have a Monday Night Football game tonight that is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys on ESPN. And uh, Jen, I'm not sure if you know his name, Spencer Eldon, but that is the baby on the cover oh, yeah. of Nirvana's Nevermind album. He's been in the news over the last month because he's been issuing some, uh, he has some issues with his naked body being featured on the uh, cover of Nevermind now 30 years later. And they're about to reissue this album. And now he says he wants his basically his picture removed from it. Uh, he has sued Kurt Cobain's estate, the surviving members of Nirvana and other parties accusing them of child exploitation, and he claimed that his legal guardians didn't formally consent to his image being used on the album cover. Uh, meanwhile, uh, a lot of people have called the case uh, frivolous and all sorts of stuff, but we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, he is now officially asked for his image to be removed. I'm guessing Nirvana at this point could probably release the 30th anniversary of Nevermind and not have to worry about what on the cover, it, it, right? it could just be like a white album that just has like Nirvana in like the, the generic like when you go to the supermarket, you know, <laughs> white box, black letters. Just, yeah, just do, they'd be fine. Uh, has Dave Grohl weighed in on this? He hasn't yet, and I mean, he talks about everything else, but I, I, I'm sure it's probably because I can't say anything because we're currently in litigation. But uh, I would be curious to see what he thinks about this particular situation. But no, no comment from Dave Grohl yet. So, so here's here's my take on this. Uh, you know, when you're little and your parents are like, you can be anything you want, you know, you, you sort of want to aspire to greatness. Um, and you hear about child stars and things like that. And pe people that peak too early mm -hmm. uh, afterwards have a really hard time kind of living up to what they were. Uh, this is the probably most extreme case of peaking too early that I have ever seen. I mean, he, you know, you're a famous baby. How do you ever live back up to that? You are right. You're absolutely right. There is no way he can reach that peak again. And so he's probably having a lot of issues with that. But uh, I guess that's a lesson for all of us. Maybe we shouldn't be famous babies, right? Yeah.
Well, I mean, I mean, that's how I felt when I was in my fifth grade recital. It's like, <laughs> I don't know how I'm ever going to get to this level again. But look at you now. Yep. I'm, I was a cute little stalk of broccoli. <laughs> Jen Adams in studio with me uh, from Lounge at the End of the Universe. Also a wonderful comedian. We're going to talk a little bit more about all that stuff coming up here in a few. But first, you're going to have to beat her in pop culture Smackdown trivia. That is on the way. <laughs> All right, it is a very special morning after prize package today. If you win Pop Culture Smackdown, I will give you a pair of tickets to check out Dropkick Murphys and Rancid, who are playing together on the 4th of October at the Ford Idaho Center. That is guaranteed to be yours. And then you're also qualified for this brand new ATV that we are giving away. The Can Am 570 Outlander, courtesy of Birds of Prey Motorsports, is worth about 10 grand. We're going to give this thing away on October 18th, and you are qualified to win it, courtesy of Larry H. Miller. Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the Army Navy Store, and Victory Greens, and of course the X. So you'll be in the grand prize drawing for the ATV if you can defeat Jen Adams in a battle of pop culture supremacy. Uh, Jen has given me parameters for today's pop culture smackdown, and I have tried to fit them willingly. And what were the parameters you gave me? Um, it, just stuff from the 80s. Okay. Uh, that's the best chance I have of anything pop culture. So, uh, so yeah, um, if you're old, you should call. <laughs> 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to battle Jen in 80s pop culture. Those are the questions that we're going to have for you today. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, The X. Yeah, morning. How you doing, buddy? What's your name? Jimmy. All right, Jimmy, you're up first in 80s pop culture smackdown. Question number one. What type of candy became popular because of the movie E.T.? A particular candy was featured in that movie. I needed to know what it was. M&M's. M&M's. Wrong. Is incorrect, but thank you for playing. I, I know this one. Okay, see, we're in good shape. Hello, The X. Hey, good morning. Good morning. We need to know what type of candy became popular because of the movie E.T. Reese's Pieces. Right. Reese's Pieces, of course, is correct. What's your name, sir? Michael. Michael, you're taking on Jen. Jen, a follow-up E.T. question. What actress played the main character in the 1982 film E.T. and then catapulted her into now her own talk show? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. She has her own talk show right now. Oh. On TV. Oh, come on, Jen. You know oh. this. Michael's cheering you on. What is wrong with me? No, why couldn't I get the candy question? (laughs) I'm sorry. I was a fat kid. I was like, I know this one. (laughs) Oh, come on, man. Um, Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. uh, I I got... Ali Sheedy. I know it's not her. Sheedy. It's not in E.T., unfortunately. Michael, can you help Jen out? Do you know the answer? Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Oh, right. Drew oh, Barrymore oh, oh. starred in E.T. and now hosts her own talk show. Sorry, it's, okay. it's because she was so young. Kids That's aren't right. people. <laughs> right. We keep telling them that. Uh, congratulations, <laughs> Michael. You got those tickets to Dropkick and Rancid, plus you're qualified for that ATV. Please hang on. I'll get some information from you. I have other 80s pop culture questions. Would you like to at least try them? Jen, to see how you would have done. No, absolutely. Okay. Also, uh, I the the thing about her being a talk show host threw me off because I didn't know that. That's right. Yeah, she she just started her own talk show. Season one just wrapped up. Uh, here's another question: uh, The Brat Pack starred in what movie about having to come in on a Saturday and serve detention in high school? Oh yeah, Breakfast Club. Right. Correct. Uh, Madison Square Garden held this first stage wrestling event on March 31st, 1985. What's it popularly known as? 
uh, WWF. Uh, close enough. WrestleMania. Right. Oh, right, 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 right yeah. uh, Mike, Ben, and Carol Seaver were featured on what 80s television show? Growing Pains. That's right. right. And finally, uh, what was considered the most popular home video game in the 1980s? It was on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, Mario Brothers. Right. There you go. See, you nailed the rest of them. I got you right you just out of the got me. You gave me the one question I couldn't get. The Drew Barrymore oh, question. It was My fault. So anticlimactic. <laughs> but good job, Michael. Michael's very happy. I'll tell you that right now. There's your pop culture smackdown. Jen and I will do a run of headlines. Those are happening next on the X Rocks. All right, let's do some headlines. Jen, I just need you to pick which stories we are going to talk about. Headline number one, who's that? Headline number two, this explains so much. And headline number three, thanks a lot, Star-Lord. Oh, let's go with this explains so much. A new document obtained by King TV in Seattle reveals a driving school there decided to sell fake passing grades for hundreds of dollars to at least 2,000 applicants in some cases. So they basically they did fraudulent tests for thousands of dollars and they were giving people licenses instead of just actually teaching them how to drive. And if you've ever driven in Seattle, this suddenly makes a whole lot of sense as to what's going on over there, right? I, I've never driven in Seattle, so I don't know, but uh, that uh, that that sounds kind of like a nightmare. <laughs> Apparently, it costs anywhere from $2,000 to $4,000 for you to just basically skip all the classes and get a learner's permit. Now, you still had to work the system and take an honest-to-goodness driving test with the DMV and pass the written test, but it got you out of all the classroom work and all the other BS that you had to do in order to score a license. And so if you notice somebody that probably doesn't know how to drive in Washington, they probably don't actually know how to drive because they never went to school. <laughs> so there's that. But, you know, I, I I don't remember. When you went through school, was driver's ed part of your curriculum, or did you have to take that separately from what I, you were going I, through? I grew up in Manhattan. There you go. So, you said no uh, driving. Yeah, What's no, that? Um, my my older sister is going to be 50 and she still doesn't know how to drive. I mean there's zero like having a car in New York City is horrible. I mean, uh, it's alternate street parking. Like, you wind up sitting in your car, like, four days a week waiting to, for somebody to move out of the spot across the street. And also, like, if you it, garage your car, that's like a second rent. Right. So, it, yeah, no, I, I learned how to drive when I was, like, 19. There you go. So you yeah. didn't even have to take, like, the classes because no, you were, right? No, not yeah. at all. See, uh, that's, how you, that's another way to gain the system. But I, I remember I had to take the class but it wasn't part of my education so i had to pay separately for it but it also didn't seem like a gigantic pain to me i don't know i, I mean i'd rather sit in the classroom i guess and pay four thousand dollars is my well yeah uh, and i mean point. but also when you're a kid you want the independence right also true also yeah. true uh headline number two who's that or thanks a lot star lord thanks a lot star lord uh not sure if this is a deal breaker for everybody but a woman is complaining that she's thinking about leaving her boyfriend because of how much he hates the actor chris pratt Apparently, she's been with her boyfriend for three years and that he's always hated Chris Pratt, hated him in Parks and Recreation, and then hated him more in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And she adds that it went from bad to worse when he found out that Chris Pratt would be voicing Mario in the new animated Super Mario Brothers movie. And when he heard that, he ended up breaking his uh, Nintendo Switch as a result. For some reason, Chris Pratt gets him so angry that he has to break things. I'm not sure why you would let some celebrity bother you that much, but it does seem like this guy may have some uh, issues, right? Yeah, uh, maybe he got bullied by a guy that looks like Chris Pratt. <laughs> or maybe Chris Pratt did some 
thing to him. Maybe. And I he mean, just yeah. doesn't want to talk about it. Unless it's personal, I can't imagine being that upset at a celebrity. My my, my dad uh, was an actor, and, and he was up for a role that uh, wound up going to Dustin Hoffman. Okay. Uh, and ever since that, he hated Dustin Hoffman. Maybe it's a situation <laughs> like that. Maybe he's a failed actor that, you know, Chris Pratt, like, they looked enough alike that when they were up and coming, like, he kept beating him out of roles, and he's like, I hate that guy. That's he's funny. got my career. That's funny. Uh, headline number three, who's that? Two North Carolina sisters are mourning the loss of their mom, and they were creeped out even more when they opened up the casket at the funeral and saw a different woman inside wearing their mother's clothes. Janetta Archer and Jennifer Taylor were at the funeral home getting ready for the public viewing. When they noticed the error, they informed the workers of the funeral home, but they insisted that the woman inside the casket was their mother. And it's like, hey, we know our mom. That's not her. Well, either that or they just had a really creative makeup artist uh, working at the morgue. <laughs> they did end up finding their real mother in the embalming room, and then they realized, whoops, we made a mistake. Uh, it was all corrected in time for the viewing, but hopefully the sisters, at the very least, got a free funeral out of it. Oh, movie. wow. Yeah, you I guess check your body before you start the show. Yes. Holy, like, why does my mom look like Paul Stanley? This is weird. Uh, it all worked out, though, so thank goodness for that. There's your headlines. You are up to date on everything. Jen Adams is my celebrity co-host from Lounge at the End of the Universe. We are going to learn more about the venue, some cool things happening at it, so that you can check it out in person for yourself. That's on the way. But first, a final check of traffic this morning. That is Coheed and Cambria. That song is called Shoulders here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. My celebrity co-host this morning, Jen Adams. Lounge at the End of the Universe is the fantastic venue that she owns and operates. Also a wonderful stand-up comedian. We learned more about the origins of the lounge earlier this morning. And now let's talk about some of the amazing and talented acts that you are bringing, that you're involved with, that, that, that you can check out at the lounge if people want to go and be a part of things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the cool things about the lounge is, uh, and people are, wh- where is that? Okay, so uh, the washerwoman sign on Vista. <laughs> if you just turn down that street, everybody knows the washerwoman, yes, right? Course. It is a beautiful landmark. Just turn down that street and go all the way to the end. And, and we're inside an arts collective, which is cool, called yes. the Gem Center for the Arts. So so we're on the ground floor in there, but we also have a second performance space in the basement that is a black box theater. And, and we run them sometimes at the same time. Or you can see one show and then go down and see another show. Uh, so there's there's a lot going on. We do a, a, a decent amount of stand-up comedy. Obviously, I, you know, I spent 20 years in stand-up myself as, as a comedian. And, uh, and now I just get to bring all my, my my fun, famous <laughs> friends to town to, to share with the Treasure Valley. Uh, and so this Wednesday, uh, I have a great show. Uh, Bob DeBono, who's uh, coming up, he is uh, not only a wonderful comic and has been doing it several decades, uh, he's on Jimmy Kimmel Live all the time. He's been on Fallon uh, a bunch recently uh, because he does some great impressions. And uh, so he'll be here Wednesday. He's passing through to a bigger gig, but he's a friend of mine. And so so they all come do a show. So that's on Wednesday. The show's at 7. So you can still get home and you know go to sleep at a decent hour, uh, and and that show. Hey, if you're a listener of the X and you come in and you just let us know that, uh, we'll we'll let you in. Oh, how about that? Nice, a free show on a Wednesday right? night. There you go. Yeah, right. it, it's worth it to come out. Um, okay, and uh, and then uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, we have. 
of Howard Stern fame, Craig Gass is coming. Uh, if you have never seen Craig, or even if you have, I mean, I, I never get tired of watching him. He is such an amazing, skilled comedian. Uh, his impressions are incredible. His stories oh, are so God. good, and some of them are so incredible. And you're like, I can't believe that happened. And and it, it just watching him is amazing. Uh, he'll be here Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You can get tickets online. Uh, and then on the 15th, we've got a variety show coming up that is vaudeville style but modern acts uh it's totally inappropriate so it's not for kids um but uh, uh we have a puppeteer from uh, muppet show and sesame street on so there'll be puppets uh we've got uh musicians on as well our, our guest music uh act is helium shelium um and they just got signed actually so so awesome. that's pretty exciting uh and then on the 16th we have a comedy show called bad parents <laughs> and this one's really fun uh this is all stand-up comics who have children uh, exclusively talking about uh, what that's like and uh, <laughs> spilling all the tea. There you go. So if you really need an outlet to just laugh at how uh, wonderful but also horrifying parenting is, <laughs> because it really is uh, sometimes, that is the show for you. Uh, and then uh, the same night we have a, a wonderful comedian in from California named uh, Grant Lyon, who's been here a bunch of times before. Uh, and then we have a zombie apocalypse party coming up. See? Variety. I mean, it, it, last month was a vampire rave, so <laughs> This month has to be the zombie apocalypse party. Uh, and, and, and I do just want to quickly, because uh, I know some of my staff is listening, I just want to give them a shout out because I have the most amazing people that work at the lounge. And, and I'm so lucky uh, that uh, that they are still there because, you know, the, the pandemic hasn't helped a, a bunch and, and we're all doing two or three jobs a piece, but they are so dedicated and I love them so much. So uh, loungeboise.com is where you can find out what's going on. We do a lot of shows. Uh, we also rent the place out if you need an event space and it's all theater people putting it on so we rock other people's events in a way i don't think anybody else does so uh so you can get in touch with us uh we've got uh, plays and um the whole building is artist studios so there's artwork up all over the place it's, it's worth checking out it's a it's a great it's a great venue it's a great space it's it's really cool how you know uh, eclectic it is and how many different things are going on at one particular time and i think that's a testament to you and your staff i mean we've talked of course before about the Idaho Comedy Fest, you know, how it turned into a multiple stage event kind of system, and you're able to do that kind of stuff, both indoors and outdoors, and how you host the Idaho Pum Slam every single month, and how much fun we can have with that. I mean, pun theater is a huge thing on this radio station. We have a lot of fun with it. Puns are fantastic, and you know, you, you take the torch and you run with that stuff over there, and it, it certainly is a testament to your staff and how hard you work to make sure that there's all sorts of different things going on, because like you said, it, it, it can range anywhere from fashion shows to stand-up shows that go on there at the lounge and there's always something happening which is why I want to hopefully bring as much attention to it as possible because it's really cool to have a space that does this not just for you know members uh, of all sorts of different you know companies and you know uh, artists that put on different things but you do community events too I mean it's a very community community minded we, we, space we do and uh, that is kind of our core value like we built the lounge on community uh, I'm somebody that comes from uh, two parents that that was one of the things that they really did was was uh, community building stuff so uh, that's really important to me and I, I wanted to start 
that within the arts, um, we come from a place of collaboration over competition. We are not a competitive venue. We want to collaborate with other venue business owners as well, because when everybody does well, we all get to go there together, uh, which is more important to me than anything else uh, is that experience. So, so yeah, we, we uh, regularly donate our space for fundraisers. Uh, we do uh, coat drives. Uh, we've, we did a diaper drive recently, uh, and we work with other people in the community to, to just help as much as we can. So let me just say, I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about what you do and how you do and how you got to where you are. But seriously, I mean, thank you for having the space for the community for, you know, as a fan of somebody uh, of stand up comedy. I love the fact that we have a place again that we can go to and actually check out some of our favorite comedians when they come to town. And I know that's a passion of yours. And so uh, just in case you haven't heard it in a while. Thanks, Jen, for all that you Aww, do and for you. for you know opening up this space and sacrificing so much and having to deal with all this bleep in the middle of a pandemic as well has got to be incredibly difficult as a business owner, especially somebody that's hosting an event space. So I know the last year plus couldn't have been easy, but uh, I certainly appreciate all that you've done. And that's why it's really cool that we're, we're able to help at least a little bit get the word out so that people can check out all the cool things that you do over there because it really is pretty awesome. So yeah, uh, please, please uh, go to loungeboise.com and and just check out the shows that we have going on and uh, and then stop by and see us. She's offering up a free show on Wednesday, guys. Take advantage. Make us look good. Make the lounge look good. And uh, enjoy some free comedy. See a very, very funny gentleman on Wednesday evening just by saying you listen to The X. It sounds like a great deal. Thank you for doing that for our listeners as well. You bet. Appreciate that. We are going to give away another prize. Here's some bad impressions. That's coming up next here on The X Rocks. Hey. <laughs> On 100.3, the X. All right, it's prize time. Let's do another Bad Impressions. It's brought to you by Black Label Society. That's happening October 4th at the Knitting Factory. You have a chance to go check that show out for free. If you can figure out Bad Impressions, which works like this, you have three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, congratulations, you are going to a concert. 208-287-1003 is our phone number. Let's get ourselves... contestant and see what we got this morning hello the x how's it going good man what's your name ryan all right ryan you're up first ryan uh just a heads up today's bad impression is a female okay okay clue number one i own goop okay clue number two i was an oscar winner for the movie shakespeare in love next and i am pepper Potts in the marvel cinematic universe uh Trying to remember her name. That's the game. Yeah. Um, I just can't think of it. See, this happened to me earlier. Oh, he got it. He got it. Gwyneth Paltrow, thank you, Internet. Good job, Ryan. Hang on one second, dude. We'll hook you up with those Black Label Society tickets. Yes, Gwyneth Paltrow was right. Uh, She is 49 years old today. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday to Gwyneth Paltrow. You are a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. Yes. And uh, you got to see her kick a little bit of ass in Endgame as well. And uh, what did you say you watched Infinity War? Uh, yeah, we just watched that two days ago. It's an amazing movie, but um, I usually have to watch Endgame within a few days after because it uh, just you can't just leave on that sour note. No, no. You have to get the story wrap up so that you can make it all better again, even though it does get pretty sad at Endgame, too, for crying out loud. 
speaking of Gwyneth Paltrow. But either way, a happy birthday to Gwyneth Paltrow, 49 years old today. Uh, she is going to be in future Marvel movies, at least according to uh, the things that I have read. So they're not done with her just yet. Uh, nice. She's going to be doing some Pepper Pot stuff, that's for sure. Uh, we are going to wrap up the show here next. Jen Adams here at Nick on 100.3 The X Rocks. Hi. <laughs> That is the Pretty Reckless. Song is called Only Love Can Save Me Now. And that's going to wrap up the morning after with Nick and Jen Adams this morning. Thank you very much, Jen, for coming in and being a part of the fun. We had a chance to talk about the lounge at the end of the universe, the wonderful venue that you own and operate, and your comedy background and all the cool stuff that you do on a regular basis. But we almost forgot to mention maybe the coolest show that you have coming up, which is what? So this is the most wonderful thing. My, I have a daughter. She's nine. Uh, she has spent a lot of time with me at the lounge, and uh, and she asked if she could throw a Halloween party, and I thought it was going to be some little kind of dinky thing or whatever, yeah. but but she's pretty mature. I mean, she's spent a lot of time around artists and, and, and stuff and, and is artistic herself, so she uh, decided she wanted to throw a FNAF pizza party for Halloween, and if you don't know, Five Nights at Freddy's, yes. uh, it's kind of a dark, creepy horror thing. Uh, uh, go look up the backstory, because we don't have time to discuss it, but when, <laughs> when she first told me that she was into it, I was like, are you sure that's not too scary? But but she's she's got her head wrapped around it. So uh, so she put together this party, and uh, I showed her how to use my Canva okay. for, for graphic design, and, and she made, like, really good <laughs> promo. I mean, I looked at this stuff, and I was like, I, I'm I'm going to use your promo. This looks amazing. So so we put a promo up on Facebook. So uh, four to eight, uh, it's a pizza party. It's five bucks. Uh, uh, it's for kids. Um, I mean, if they're too young, it might. I don't think it'll be too creepy. She's she got games. She already made a diagram of where all the tables and chairs go because she's trying to set it up to look like Freddy's Pizzeria okay. from Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, so five dollars gets you pizza and candy, and, right. and you get a cool nice big venue to hang it out in from four to eight and uh because there's a split like we do have a bar area where you can still keep an eye on your kids so uh hey parents uh there you go come on in uh we have all local stuff uh on tap and and you can enjoy that while you watch your kids run around and pretend to be uh like you know chuck e cheese killers uh you gotta you gotta look up the lore for five nights at freddy's they have music and and all kinds of stuff anyway i'm super proud of her uh because uh, she's already a boss i was gonna say like i mean that's really cool that your daughter is putting together events for your venue that's got to be awesome i Uh, mean the pride that you have to feel has got to be i I posted it and she got over a hundred likes uh (laughs) on the post in under 24 hours we've already gotten like you know up to 30 rsvps um and uh and then i had uh, my buddy brian who used to run the funny bone called he was like this is brilliant you're so good at this jen and i was like this had nothing to do with me and by the way my nine-year-old is now booking my club like from now on that is awesome well it's really cool i hope it's an amazing event and there are tons of amazing events happening at the lounge at the end of the universe uh one more time jen the uh, address that people can look up all the stuff they need and get tickets yeah uh, loungeboise.com uh, if you go there the tickets for the fnaf parties there and all, all the other stuff that we talked about this morning also uh follow me on social media if you want my instagram is the mama shark uh and uh, and then you can just uh, hit me up on facebook because i still do a lot of shows and um uh the type of comedy i do we 
can't do on the air. There you go. So if that's your thing, you need to come see me. Uh, very, very funny. Very, very talented. Thank you very much for blessing us with your presence this morning. And Thank you for having doing me. Doing morning radio one more time. It was it was an honor and privilege to have you in here this morning. And uh, great to have you as the co-host. And I appreciate you saying yes to the invitation. So oh, I had a blast. I know it won't be the last time we hear from you because we want to give a lot of love to the lounge at the end of the universe. Make sure you follow them on all the socials as well so you don't miss out on anything. And uh, don't forget to take advantage of that free show on Wednesday. But Jen, thank you again for coming in. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. That's going to do it for Jen Adams here on The Morning After. And of course, we have another celebrity guest tomorrow, Melissa Davlin from Idaho Public Television, going to come in. We're going to learn all about that stuff and maybe actually educate you on something too while we're at it. But next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. And I will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's coming in next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. The Idaho Department of Correct.